everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everybody, this is James and Larry with WSTrades.com. How you doing, Larry? Doing all right. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Good. Would you like to talk about some trades you closed out or got into last week? Uh, yeah, this will be quick. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I closed out of or got into last week was um, I went long shares of TQQQ on... Uh, Wednesday, I believe, was this? Yeah, on Wednesday, I went long shares of a uh, TQQQ because just like the way the chart was setting up. So uh, that's literally it. Didn't have anything else closing out. I've got some other stuff I'm holding on to, but uh, that's the only position with like you know, like I said, with my last update video, my computer's still down and I'm not confident trying to trade on this old piece of crap that I'm using right now. So been kind of quiet for a minute got you did you want to talk about uh maybe any open positions just kind of how they're going or i yeah i can i um still long shares of hpe and i believe they have they may have already had earnings or they've got a dividend coming up i don't remember what it is but uh they pumped pretty hard on friday so that's looking real good. Uh, Intel as well. They're starting to jump back up. That was a stupid... Uh, I went long shares after earnings or right before earnings thinking that, you know, they were going to have some cool news. And, you know, I kept it real small. It's kind of a lottery ticket. Just thinking, you know, tech stocks were kind of pumping at the time. And um, and they fell off a cliff right after earnings. So I'm still just holding the shares. I got the dividend on them already. So... Just waiting to be profitable with my couple shares and get out. Uh, SOS. SOS is actually looking a lot better than it was. So I wasn't selling any. I ended up taking the 100 shares off of a long call that I had. And I was selling calls against it. Um, but I got the shares at 450. And they've just been dying off with Bitcoin. And uh, crypto itself has been kind of struggling. So they finally, they're finally at a point. Like I wasn't going to sell calls where I would lose money on on the shares. I would just rather hold on to them long term. So they're finally at a point. Uh, they closed at 363 where I can start selling that uh, 450 call and start um, running the wheel like I planned on. So, uh, yeah, and that's about it. Gotcha. Yeah. After uh, Bitcoin had that massive run up to 60K. And then I dumped 50% pretty much all the altcoins and related stuff like SOS and uh, Riot and all those things are kind of, yeah, pretty flat. Bitcoin seems to be hovering between like 30 and 40,000. So, um, yeah, man, hopefully you can get a little bit of premium and sell some calls against those shares until this uh, crypto kind of pops off again. Um so for me, I didn't have anything closing out, but I did have a bunch of opening trades. Um, let me see. 
what I had got into. So I sold a call spread on XLF. That's a financial sector fund. Also XLE. That one was a put spread. Um, so that's an energy fund or an energy ETF. Um, XLU was another one. I sold a call spread there. That's a utility sector fund. XLI, that's industrial sector fund. So that one was a put credit spread. Uh, XLV, that's a healthcare ETF or a healthcare fund. So that one was a put spread. Uh, XME is metals and mining ETF. So that one was a call spread. And then I got into EWH, which that's a Hong Kong ETF. And that one was a very tight iron condor. I was kind of looking at iron butterfly on that one. And just where the price was kind of trading, I like to, if I can on the iron butterfly, really get centered. Like, um, let me see what this thing is trading at right now, if I can, EWH. So it's around 27.50 right now. So I can't remember where it was trading, but like if it was trading like right at 27, I probably would have went Iron Butterfly and centered at 27. Uh, but since they were a little bit off, I was like, well, I'll just do a, like a really uh, tight Iron Condor. So my short call is 28 and my short put is 27. So they probably were trading around that 27.50 mark when I opened it. So rather than opening the trade with the Iron Butterfly and having one leg already like 50 cents in the money, I was like, I'll just do an Iron Condor. And it's pretty much going to be the same thing. The short put and the short call are so close to the money that I got a really good amount of credit for it. Um, so, yeah, that was just like a really tight Iron Condor, pretty much an Iron Butterfly. And then the other trade I had was on XRT, which is a retail ETF. I sold a put spread there. So yeah, I had a bunch of opening trades for sure. Just uh, nothing closing yet. Uh, NQ is still a couple hundred points away from the all-time high. So would have been nice if I could have closed that one out last week, but it's still not where I want it to be. So I'm still kind of hanging on to that one. Um, so yeah, we'll kind of see how NQ does this week. They had a pretty good day on Friday. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about them. Like, we were both talking about it, and that's why I went long uh, TQQQ shares is because, uh, obviously, it's triple leverage towards the NASDAQ. And they were kind of trading off of this trend line, but it's not the best trend line that I'd like to see. Like, typically in the video that I made about um, about how to draw trend lines, I talked about draw them to, you know, whatever is making sense. Like if you're drawing from wick to wick and nothing's, you know, lining up, but if you draw it from body to body and everything, you know, price action is touching it and bouncing away and stuff, then that's the trend line you want because that's obviously what other traders are trading off of. And this one that I traded off of on uh, the NASDAQ is not the cleanest setup so I'm a little bit worried about it, but hopefully it all turns out. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just see. I may end up exiting the position I'm up right now 
I'm just holding on for a cleaner setup because I, I typically I don't like uh, getting into trades. That's why I trade so little is I I like really clean setups. And this one, like I'm saying, it's it's not the cleanest. It looks okay, but it's got me a little worried. Yeah, I have a feeling the NQ and the Qs and the NASDAQ are kind of like a train wreck. <laughs> Just the way yeah. it acts, it's like I could definitely see it not being a perfect setup because, geez, man, they're all over the place. And that kind of leads into the topic um, that we're going to cover today is confirmation candles and fake out candles when you're looking at the charts and doing the chart reading because NASDAQ was a pretty good example of this. And also you made a trade um, – on United States Steel, which is X, um, based on a trend line and kind of how it reacted to it and how you expected it to react to it. So um, sometimes you'll be looking at a trend line or a moving average that's acting as resistance or support. Like in the case of NQ on Thursday, you know, you and I were talking about it and we're like, oh, um, you know, NQ is approaching this 21 exponential moving average and, you know, hopefully it, it hits it and pops off. If it goes below and closes below, you know, look out below, we could be heading down to, you know, the 12,000s again. And on Thursday, uh, the candle is a fat sell off and the candle on the daily closed below the 21. And I remember we were talking about it after it happened. We're like, oh, great. You know, we're down below that 21. This isn't looking too hot on the daily. And I was like, yeah, you know, if I had to guess, I'd say we're going to go down and head back into the 12,000s. But, you know, we were also talking about it could be a perfect fake out setup. Like once it closed below that, everybody could be freaking out and like, oh, no, you know, NASDAQ is going back or NQ is going back to the 12,000s. And Friday could be an absolute rip a perfect fake out scenario and nq could go to the moon uh friday and it could be a total fake out and that's exactly what happened so like friday was a massive bullish engulf so that was a good example there with nq what they did on thursday and friday and then you had did a similar thing i think with x you saw them approaching a trend line that you had drawn out and you're like oh okay x is playing off this trend line every time they go down and get close to it or touch it, they're popping off. So that was a example where, you know, it wasn't really a confirmation or a fake out candle, but you kind of saw it and you got in earlier. And that's a definitely one way you can do it for sure. If you want to capture more of a move up or down, you can see it approaching that trend line or approaching that moving average or whatever is acting as support or resistance and you can try to capture the whole move so i thought this was a good example uh to talk about you know the fake out or you know the confirmation candle in the case of x you know you anticipated it's going to hit this trend line and pop off so you got in early and you captured more of the move if you wanted to be a little safer you could wait for it to actually hit that trend line or that thing that's acting as supported resistance and kind of let the market show you what it's going to do first. You won't grab as much of the move, but you could confirm it or, you know, maybe it breaks through that trend line completely and it goes the exact opposite way. So you can, you know, be a little more aggressive and try to capture the whole move and wait for confirmation, or you could also avoid a fake out type of situation. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, 
good add-on to this is looking at different time frames as well. Because if you're looking at uh, either X or especially um, the NASDAQ futures, if you, you know, the trend line that I have drawn, if you're playing off of like the, and I've looked at it, the one hour, the four hour, then you just get, you'd be getting faked out all the time because it's just constantly dipping below that. But then it pops right back up and ends up closing on the daily above that trend line. So, you know, that's why I was worried on Thursday and we were both talking like, ah, crap, but maybe this thing's heading down. But we held on, you know, just one more additional day. And it just, like you said, a fake out candle, like everyone was like, oh, crap, it it dipped below this mark, this average, especially the 21. Uh, closing under that had me a little worried because uh, if you pull up the weekly chart on uh, NQ, they haven't closed below the 21 since like Corona. So then they're still above it on the weekly chart. So I'm feeling a little safer with, you know, my play on QQQ. So like I say, if you're ever in doubt, go to a longer time frame. Like if you're like, oh, I can't, you know, find a trend in this, go out to a longer time frame because these people, I know a lot of new traders and I did it. I would trade off of the one hour chart or the four hour chart. And it's just so messy, like trying to find trends and support and resistance for something, especially like swing trading, like we do, we're not day trading uh, very often. So, you know, if you're a day trader, yeah, trade off of a one minute chart. It, it, it makes sense. But if you're swing trading, you need to hold something for, you know, a few days or a few weeks, then don't even consider like delete the one minute, the five minute, all those super fast moving uh, time frames because it's not going to show you anything. But if you go out to the weekly, and the daily charts, you'll be able to, I mean, you don't even have to add trend lines, you don't have to add anything to your chart. You can see, okay, it hit this price, you know, this day, and then bounced down, and then, you know, two days later, it came right back up. So just, you know, if you're ever in doubt, just go further out in time. Yeah, that's a great point, especially if you are looking at more of the swing trading stuff, like you're saying. Um, yeah, the one-minute chart, you could probably go bananas, like... We could be in the in uh, massive market sell-off. Like I'm looking at when NQ died last time. Was it back in March or February or something? Yeah, I guess mid-February when it started that fat sell-off last time. And uh, yeah, it's just dumping hard, dumping hard. If you're in a short time frame and you're just looking at like a five-minute chart, a 15-minute chart, a one-minute chart on one of those days where it was green, oh yeah, you could think like NQ was going to the moon. But if you're not looking at the longer time frame, you know, if you back out and go to the daily or something, you're like, oh, man, we just touched like an all time high. And there's been five straight red days leading up to this day. And you'll see like, oh, yeah, man, this is not a bullish setup at all. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just something that I've started doing uh, for quite a while is just, you know, like I said, looking at. If you're looking at lower time frame charts, you're not going to see anything. It is just an absolute freaking mess. So, you know, if you're a swing trader, don't even look at those charts. It doesn't matter what, you know, uh, Tesla's doing on a five minute chart. 
if you're considering holding shares or shorting the shares for a longer term, then it doesn't matter what they <laughs> what they did one minute ago. So just skip all that crap. Go to, I say, my favorite chart is the daily, but I like looking back to the weeklies for confirmation, like I'm saying. Um, NASDAQ, they're away from uh, the 21 right now, but they're still you know, traveling on the, above this trend line. So I feel okay about it. I don't, the only time I'm going to get really worried about this trade would be if on the weekly chart, NASDAQ finishes below the 21, then I feel like we're going to be in for, you know, quite a bit of freaking selling. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause when you look at it after Thursday, when they close below and you're kind of like indecisive about what's going to happen, that's a perfect thing. Well, let's go a little bigger picture go to the weekly and see what's going on. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I want to throw a, actually I can't even shout them out. Well, I'll do it on the website. Um, I found this, if you use thinkorswim, this auto trend line, uh, drawing tool, and I'm not going to, you know, put their code up, but I'll leave a link on our website because I've been using it a lot. And there, there's a couple on the site. Um, the hell's the site uh use think script i think i'll have to look it up but i'm pretty sure it's use think script and i had you know tried out the other ones that they had and it just it wasn't making sense but i found this different guys and i guess the guy made it a long time ago and no one even really knew who had made it and <clears throat> i guess the uh the guy that started use think script knew the guy and anyways uh long story short when i put his code or his study on his trend lines were matching up with everything that I, that I had drawn. So I'm like, Oh crap. I don't even have to draw trend lines anymore. This guy's doing it for me. So, you know, if you're a trend trader, uh, definitely go check out the website. I'll leave the link, uh, over there. So you can download it. If you use thinkorswim because trends and, uh, like we're talking about doing trend trading and, um, fake out candles. If you see something trading on a, uh, whatever trend line or moving average and just for you know one day you have a little bounce you know if you have the coines to stay in it from that fake out then you know you'll probably turn out good as long as you go out you know like we were saying bigger picture check out the weeklies and you know that'll kind of confirm your bias yeah that's a good uh a pretty cool tool there i mean it's definitely good you know, know how to draw your own trend lines and stuff. But then if you can get something that can do it for you and save you the work, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, because I, when I'm trading, oh man, NQ selling off. Um, when I'm trading, I, you know, I have my daily chart on and I can literally like the way I have everything set up, I might make a video on it. Um, I did a live stream that kind of showed how it's done or how I do it. But I have my market watch tab open and I can just scroll through these uh, whatever stocks are in my whatever watch list I'm looking at. And it'll take me a few seconds to know what I'm doing. Like, is this, this a good you know put spread? Is this a good iron condor play? Should I go long share? Should I short it? So, you know, having trend lines drawn on every single thing automatic, automatically has helped, you know, quite a bit. Because it takes time, even though it saves, you know, your trend lines for later. You still have to draw them initially, but, you know, if this study holds up, 
and you know i can just quickly boom 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 see what i'm getting into it just makes everything so much easier yeah definitely man i think people can find that useful for sure um so were there any trades that you were looking at getting into next week uh yeah i'll actually do exactly what i was just talking about and I'm going to pull up one of the scanners that I just added to the website, which is, um, uh, which one is it? All right, I'm going to pull up the WS Trades TTM Histogram Bearish, which will pull up um, trades that are on, from the daily time frame. If the TTM Squeeze Histogram is going from the Cyan, which is an uptrend, to the Dark Blue, which is starting to trend down. So again, this is if you're trying to capture the entire move. Like I don't recommend it. We have the crossover uh, scanner on the website as well. Uh, you can download that, and that shows when it's you know for sure in a downtrend. <clears throat> so I'm gonna just, I have that watch list pulled up. Pull up my charts. Oh crap! This computer. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, well, it's not gonna be quick. Okay, the only one I know I haven't I haven't. It set this uh, thinker swim on this old computer uh, to open up the chart um, from my freaking market watch. But I know one just off the top of my head I had been looking at bearishly, and that was um, PIN. PIN. Yeah, so they're still trading. They're coming up to the 21 uh, EMA and stacked uh, EMAs are bearish right now. They're squeezing, but uh, I don't know. They're st- they've just been such a mess. And I want to say, isn't this a port noise company? What What is the ticker? P-E-N or? P-E-N-N. Oh, P-E-N-N. I was looking at P-E-N. That's kind of an interesting chart there, too. Um, you know what? I am. Oh, Penn National Gaming got you. Yeah, they're coming up right against that 21. Yeah, I didn't even realize that was a uh, that was his company. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the. I, I know he's talked about it at least, but I'm pretty sure it's his uh, sports gambling uh, company. And yeah, they just it seems like every time they come up to the 21, they end up just dying after that, and they're kind of consolidating right now. So this may be. Oh man, I might play something really close to the money uh, call spread on them. God, those yeah. freaking Keltner channels are tight as hell, though. Yeah, they're kind of sideways for a little bit. Yeah, they're coming right up to that 21, and last time they tried to bust through it, they sold off a little bit. So yeah, that's a good that's a good chart for what we were kind of talking about too. Like if you're seeing them come up to that 21, and you have a feeling they're going to hit it and die again. You can, you know, like you're saying, either make the assumption now and go short, or you can wait and see if they touch it and then sell off, and then you have your confirmation. Yeah, and uh, I know we talk about the 21 and the 20 EMA a lot, but it's that's just what I'm looking at for certain things. Like if this, if I was looking at a chart, um, God, I had one pulled up earlier. I don't remember what it was, but... It was just all over the place, and it looked like a pretty good uh, bullish setup. But the 21, it you know blast through it, it come back down, 
and like hit the uh, hit two ATR. So when we say 21, that's just like kind of our preference because that's what it traded for, you know, in the last 20 trading days or the, or the past month, basically. But if you see something and it's, you know, just going right through the 21 and just doing whatever it wants around the 21, don't even look at the 21. If you have multiple moving averages up, then see what it's playing off of. But don't think like the 21 is this magic, uh, this magic moving average. It's just, I like it because it's what it traded in uh, the average it traded in the last month. But you know, if you don't see it respecting that moving average, then don't even consider it like thinking, you know, oh, it's right above the 21. I'm going to go long. If it hasn't done it before, it's probably not going to do it again. So, you know, just we say 21 a lot because that's, you know, kind of my favorite trade is things that are approaching the 21 and have scanners set up just for it. But, you know, it's not like this magic number. So uh, I just want to throw that out there. Don't think the 21 some magic thing. If it's if the price has never respected it before, then don't think it's going to in the future. Yeah. And I always have it on my chart. So that's why I'm always talking about it. It may not always be a dynamic supporter resistance. But, yeah, like you're saying, a lot of times it does end up being that way. So, yeah, that's why I'm talking about it so much. Yeah. And there's a lot of traders that trade with it. So. You'll see a, it does work a lot, but, you know, just giving a heads up to people that if they, you know, think it's some sort of magic moving average and something is approaching the 21, you know, to the upside or downside, then they're going to go long or short the thing. You know, that's that's not how it works. If it's never been support before, then don't count on it being support this time. Yeah, good point, man. Um, let me see if there was anything really quickly that I was looking at because I went up to I'm in that X range there's so many ETFs I've been trading in that X range so um actually I already went long XRT for July kind of finishing off my July positions here so yeah, you know what? Actually, I haven't really looked at anything. I don't think I have anything in mind for next week. I put on so many trades for July already. I think I've put, in, put more trades on than I ever have for a month. So I need to do a little bit of research on some ETFs and find a few more ETFs to play this week. So I don't really have anything to share right now that I'm looking to get into this coming week. All right. All right, man. Well, was there anything else that you wanted to cover? Um, no, I just covered that already that I added a few new scanners. One of our uh, subscribers asked if I had a specific scanner for the TTM squeeze histogram. And I did. I thought I already added it, but apparently I didn't. But uh, it's up over at WSTrades.com uh, now, so you guys can check that out. Nice. And yeah, I think you did already talk about uh, what NQ was doing. Um, yeah, futures are slightly down, but it's nothing too crazy. Um, NQ right now is down 0.17%, so selling off a little bit. But after that massive candle on Friday, I would expect it to die off a little bit, I guess, uh, if it's going to make a move higher. Yeah, I'm hoping they they're like right at that trend line right now. So I'm hoping this is kind of where 
it stops and you know we get some volume in the morning and they take off for both our sakes <laughs> yeah that'd be pretty nice if that huge friday rip it'd be cool to see a little bit of profit taking and then hopefully some more bullish stuff this week yeah all right man well that sounds good i guess i will uh catch you later then all right sounds good all right thanks for listening everybody Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the WS Trades podcast. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe. Also head over to YouTube and search for WS Trades. You'll find us there as well. We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos. You can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also please head over to WSTrades.com. Thanks again.